I saw a little article in a newspaper link that pointed out that Wikipedia turned 20 this week. And I don't think very many educators realize how important Wikipedia was with the development of technology today. And so I thought I would spend a few minutes explaining it because as parents and as teachers, it helps us to understand what each thing meant to the development of where we are today. So what Wikipedia did was to create an online dictionary that anybody could access and add information to. When you think about it, when, when I went to school, when a lot of the baby boomers went to school, the only way they could find out information was to go to an encyclopedia. There was a time when being an encyclopedia salesman was considered to be the ultimate in being a traveling salesman, knocking on a door and trying to get people, people to buy an encyclopedia set because that was the world to knowledge. And I've read more than one bibli bibliographic reference that referred to somebody who read the encyclopedia from cover to cover because they wanted to become knowledgeable. But those were printed. And then the next thing you know, when we had computer technology, we had encyclopedia on CD-ROMs. And people could stick in a disc in a CD-ROM driver and look up anything they wanted. But that wasn't the end of it. The next thing you know, you had people sticking in a CD-ROM and then clicking on a hyperlink. That's what Java enabled. JavaScripting enabled people to click on a hyperlink that took them to some other location on the World Wide Web, because that's what it was called in those days. So people could click on one link and then go to another link and then go to another link. And what the inventors, the creators of WikiLeak did was they took advantage of JavaScripting, which made it possible for us to interact with things on the internet. Without JavaScripting, we would have just been reading. But JavaScripting meant we could read and write in response in real time. But Wikipedia included JavaScripting, so if somebody read an entry in Wikipedia, they could click on it and add to it on their own, something that they knew about, which... When you think about it, it could also mean that there were false facts that were added. But I don't want to go down that path right now. Because most of what you read in Wikipedia is genuine and true and reality-based. Another aspect of Wikipedia was the concept of open source programming. 
The two came together almost immediately. There were software programs like Microsoft Word and Windows and Excel and PowerPoint that reflected the thinking of a group of technology people in, in a group of offices. They created software, and that was it. We were stuck with the pros and the cons. I remember when my board decided to use a new piece of software called D2L, Desire to Learn. It was a new online interface between students and classrooms that would allow teachers to post material and students to access it. And the person who created Desire to Learn had been a graduate student. This was his PhD program, PhD project from Waterloo University because his father was a professor there. And I would sit down with him and I would say, you know, it would be nice if we could do this with the software. It would be nice if we could do that with the software. And he would go back to Waterloo and the next thing you know, it would be enabled. That's what open source technology did. The user, the end user, could make suggestions for improvements in the software. And that's what Wikipedia did. Wikipedia allowed people who used Wikipedia to add details, to add references, to add new insights. That's a huge advance in terms of the use of technology in the classroom because people who cared about how we use the technology provided meaningful gateways to improving the technology and making it more user-friendly. I can't believe it's only 20 years since Wikipedia became a thing, so to speak. But if you think about it, when you want to look up something and you want information on it and you type it in in a Google search, which is another open source project that began that way anyways, if you click in something that you're looking for information on, and the next thing you know, you get all these references. That doesn't mean it's perfect. I would be, I would be at fault if I didn't point out that we need to encourage our students and our friends and other academics to realize that the algorithms used to generate our responses to queries in Google or in Wikipedia require us to think about what we type in. We can type in all kinds of things. But the responses we get cannot do not always have to be the most valuable or the most reliable sources. When I was still a classroom teacher and then became a consultant, we had an organization in Ottawa that was trying to encourage teachers 
to help the students realize that the algorithm that was typed into Google would often end up with the most often retrieved website, not necessarily the most accurate. And so we had projects in schools to help students understand that just because everybody goes there doesn't mean that a site is reliable. We still need to teach our students how to think about what they read and understand what bias and point of view, for instance, mean when we look at something on the internet. Because, and I saw this myself, if one typed in Holocaust denial, the first sites that come up are the sites that are wrong that want you to believe that the Holocaust did not exist. And I'm only using that as an example. It's like my wife. She goes into the refrigerator looking for something, and she looks at the front. She doesn't look in the back of the shelves. She looks at the front, and if it's not there, it's not there. She can't find it. Our students are the same way. When they were given... Ideas for speeches, for instance, or projects, they would run to the library, pick the alphabetic volume from the encyclopedia, and look it up. That doesn't necessarily mean it was the most valuable or the most informative volume to take off the shelf. We need to help our students understand that Wikipedia is not perfect, we need to look at other sources of information to validate, to triangulate, which means to say if it says it in point one and point two and point three, it's more likely to be honest and reliable and without bias. But still and all, it's hard to believe it's only 20 years since Wikipedia first appeared on the scene. Can you imagine what will happen in the next 20 years? When you stop about, when you stop and think about the use of technology as a teacher or as a parent, you need to step back and think about where we've come from and where we might go to and put yourself in the middle with a thinking cap on and think about whether what you found and what you're using makes sense to you. We can read all kinds of garbage on the internet, but if we don't think about it, we take it as reality. And that's not the way to go about helping ourselves move forward in the age of information. Wikipedia made a huge step forward, an open source uh, programming which enabled Wikipedia to exist, and JavaScripting which allowed us to interact, read and write and respond. Each of them in their own turn made a huge impact on our use of the technology. But they're only beginning at the end of the day we're the ones that decide. We're the ones that decide because we take what we know to be true and allow what we read to filter through that. 
And if you don't do that, you're not doing a service to yourself, to your children, or to your students. Think about it.